0: hi hello my beautiful friend welcome back to the one and only Ephemeralities the podcast i'm your host audrey if you don't know each other already and it's always a pleasure to have you here hopefully we'll navigate some deep thoughts together today about informational capitalism and how its surveillance era has been affecting us let's get into it first of all Let me get started by thanking you for your patience. I really want to release an episode per week, but if I'm being honest, consistency is not having my back lately, and that's because I have a problem right now, okay? And this really big problem is called social media, or TikTok to be more specific, and we need to talk about this. So let me give you some context, first of all, because despite it being cliché, I had a curious insight this last week about my favorite genre of literature and cinema, which is dystopias, ladies and gentlemen. I started to come across this type of content in my early teenage years, so I also started to understand myself as a politicized being very early on in my career of being that one annoying activist friend. And don't get me wrong, reading books such as A Clockwork Orange, Brave New World, or Fahrenheit 451 when I was only 14 years old messed me up in the head a little bit. But they greatly influenced my perspective of the world growing up, and in a manner I had a pretty good sense of capitalist reality to start with, and my critical thinking was instigated a lot, which is kind of cool to be honest. Anyhow, I've been studying a lot about surveillance capitalism recently, and one of the first thoughts I had about that, obviously, was a very clear comparison of the Big Brother in 1984 and the whole telescreen thing with the web that we have access to today. And it was very frightening to realize how much closer we are to this dystopian reality than George Orwell was when he wrote this novel in the first half of the 20th century. And of course, I didn't make that type of correlation back then when I was just beginning to learn about things. But now it's just so easy to see why my 14 year old self found those disturbing bugs so comforting. And this my friend is not only scary, but very, very worrying. I don't know about you, but I have been spending a lot of time on TikTok this last few months. Or years, honestly. And as we talked about in the last episodes, the pandemic situation made us waste a lot more time on social media than usual. I mean, this is probably relatable for most of the people in these uncertain times. So with just a little thought, I'd say that I've been starting to realize that this might be affecting me more and more in the last year or so. Not only has it affected my mental health directly and caused me some difficulty in maintaining good habits and showing up for myself and to others, because, you know, nothing good comes out of the type of mindset that makes us try to escape life when it gets tough, right? Let's put it this way. But also, I've been noticing how my attention span and my ability to be consistent with things are getting bad as well as my patience in general, which is really not pleasant, okay? When I said to you that this little app has literally changed my whole life, I'm not just telling you about my personal experience with it, but I'm stating that it changed my consumption habits so radically because it is the biggest phenomenon and legitimation at the same time of the era of informational capitalism we're living in right now. So for those of you that are as much familiarized with TikTok as I am, you definitely get what I mean when I say that it's almost absurd the amount of content one can consume in such a short period of time from it. And guess what, darling? This is just another reflection of how we have been conditioned as a society in recent decades to consume more and more in an increasingly shorter period of time. And how delicious it is to realize that now, not even our subconscious minds are prevented from being capitalized and exploited as a source of profit for those big industries that we don't even know the intentions. Wow. Are you seeing what I'm seeing here? So that's literally the problem keeping me awake at night lately. And how incredibly messed up it is noticing that even my preteen ass could notice how my own thoughts were no longer under my control. It truly makes me nauseous just letting that sink in. And bringing it back to TikTok, it's just crazy to me how all of the problems of surveillance capitalism are just as systematic as all of the other historic oppressions we have to fight today. And we left a base for it to be built as we found it revolutionary, right? These absurd algorithms. We're supposed to be great technology that helped us all but in fact what's happening is that all industries are benefiting from us they are benefiting of the effects caused by this app including other social media platforms as it is just a materialization of the world's current tendencies it's just that now the tools used by the system to oppress people are faster than ever through digital means and also more efficient and transparent I'm talking here specifically about TikTok, but I'm sure most of the social media used nowadays works similarly. So when you first open it, You see that it only has two main pages where you can scroll down infinitely through short videos that a pretty complex algorithm assumes you like. And if I may say TikTok has the best and most addictive algorithm of all the platforms we have access to these days. So a big shout out to that. How great. And so we arrived at my point that being that TikTok can serve to us as a simple analogy, right? like a little representation of how our minds are being made profit from, also in the real world, without any content. One of the two main pages, it's called the For You page, in which we'll play videos that were specially curated to you by the beautiful algorithm, basing itself on your activity and engagement on the app at all times. The second page, though, it's called Following, in which will appear only the videos of those content creators you already follow, or let's say, the videos of those content creators that once showed up in your For You page, but they by the algorithm that you thought you were choosing to follow. See the pattern here, there is only two pages. One of them you have absolutely no control over and the other one you think you have some power over but you don't but i mean let's not be unfair here the content that shows up on your for you page at first is based on how many seconds you spent watching each video before and what type of content you usually like or how much time it took you to like another one or on how many milliseconds it took you to scroll down from a video to another. That's how it judges what is the type of person you are and which type of content you may like it or not so they can predict it. That's precisely the amount of control you have over the content you are consuming, only the unconscious power So yes, TikTok is the newest and most efficient oppression tool of surveillance capitalism. And look, I'm just pointing it out right now because it reflects exactly all of what we've been living in the past few years as a consumerist society that values not only productivity but capital over anything else. This productivity myth got so deep into our minds That now we think that we are multitasking beings. We got so used to forcing our limits and our mental health to get money as fast as we can. Because time is money, money means freedom, right? That we got actually addicted to stimuli. How many individuals do you know that cannot, for their own sanity, sit with their thoughts in silence for just a hot minute? We are constantly exposed to so many different videos which mainly last less than one single minute that not only our ability to pay attention to denser or longer content is impaired, but also since you end up consuming so much in such a short period of time, only a tiny percentage of it is understood while the rest of it is simply absorbed or internalized into the unconscious mind. And that's the big goal, honestly, of those big corporations with questionable morals. When you stop and reflect about what you're consuming, you are probably not want to have your mind explored for their profit anymore. It's better for them that you keep yourself alienated, of course, putting yourself back into these spirals of unreasonable consuming. The reason why there are so many trends to going on simultaneously is that we are losing interest faster than ever because of how we are now able to see so much of the same so fast. Can you see how much easier it is to oversaturate a certain trend when it's all over everyone's for you pages? And come on, that's just bad for your mental health, because guess what? There is a lot of people benefiting of those ridiculous quick trends, and even more, there is people profiting out of the insecurities that these trends cause in you. We've lately been seeing a movement on the internet of all social media turning into marketplaces, but with TikTok. This transition is not wide open, such as it is on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. It is quite the opposite, actually. And just because it's so subtle, it's the most powerful of all. And you can see that very easily just by looking at the music industry, for example, and how this app has determined all of the charts. And be that as it may, the same dynamic that exists in the production and consumption of media content exists with the real products, not just digital. So let's take fashion for instance. You observe a trend starting to go viral. Everyone's using the same piece of clothing. You go and buy it too, of course, right? Why wouldn't you? Then a week later, it's considered boring and outdated already. Because everyone has already seen a lot of that. It doesn't matter if only a month has passed or even weeks. You need to now adapt to the newest trend. Simple as that. Ergo, in both senses, we're consuming a lot more in a shorter period amount of time since we're discarding everything and buying even more to fit in the next big trend and feel that you belong somewhere In the worst case scenario you turns out to be the product and a malleable good you adapt your wants and needs your body how your face looks your beliefs just according to what's happening in the mainstream media and what is being sold then is how your mind works in a model of how it is that we follow standard human patterns it's called informational capitalism for a reason it's simple as that the information you put out either is sold or used to sell something else That being a product or an ideology. If it is so easy to make us quickly consume certain products by the content of mainstream media and trends, how easy it is for us to become alienated in certain discourses and ideologies by algorithms constituted on the basis of various structural social problems too? Start gaining followers and building a platform of people with similar mindsets, for example, that you'll get soon called an influencer. Doesn't that sound weird? We are collectively attributing the title of experts to the people who can better sell through their pretty rhetoric discourse, whatever their niche product is, their lives, actual products, their minds and beliefs, lifestyles, Even taste. As the incredible writer of the age of surveillance capitalism, The Fight for a Human Future at the New Frontier of Power, and Harvard Business School professor Shoshana Zuboff says, the term for our digital economy, quote unquote, surveillance capitalism, is not arbitrary in any way. The more time you spend on the internet, more data you are mostly unintentionally providing. And the more targeted and specific the advertisements gather you. So the reason why I deeply believe that TikTok is the most productive tool in this economy is because the content creators in this app create or take place in trends almost innocently and end up promoting without even noticing different products and even patterns of thinking therefore all those quick videos reach the viewers slash consumers masquerading as natural so we just internalize all of that dubious load while google knows where we are all the time and the things we think or instagram and facebook know our lifestyles friends and hobbies Platforms acting as Twitter and TikTok know how we feel about the world that surrounds us. The freedom that especially Gen Z feels to be able to share publicly, super personal stories, feelings, and deep emotional events from their own private lives creates a lot of relatabilities, which allows the public to be so easily manipulated. And when the fear of interaction with strangers on the internet that we used to see in past generations becomes a search for empathy, visibility, and even a concern of others who may be in the same situations, the big data robbery cycle is complete. And again, we are addicted to stimulation relationships are about the space between stimulus and response but we are overwhelmed how can we build true connections and trust when the most vulnerable and personal information of ours is being robbed literally from us since the only content we are willing to put online is just a persona we invented for ourselves so we can look as the type of perfect person who only makes thoughtful decisions and live a cohesive life promoting only what other people will like to. Yes, we give them a lot of personal and private information, but the most important ones are hijacked from us as resources for the creation of digital products that are tremendously profitable. We think that social media is all fun and games because it's free. We get to express ourselves more, we can keep in touch with family and friends, find entertainment and all that, until we realize that what is in fact charge of you are your life experiences, quite literally. To boot, how is our racist, misogynist, homophobic, hierarchical and classist past shaping not only the present, but how our future is going to look like. Don't be naive, how could the analysis of millions of terabytes of behavioral data not come out to express the structural violences that have been coercively affecting us for so many centuries? We have all of that discussion about how the next generation, especially Gen Z and Alpha, will change all of these structures that we know But how will that be possible if we are spending so much time online on the internet, mindless scrolling through social media, just absorbing this content full of discrimination and fake news and violent discourses that promote silent political campaigns? The big industry is selling us not only products, but is influencing us to think in a certain way that is more profitable without us even noticing and it takes a lot of consciousness to change that. Our freedom is being even more taken from us. It's truly really overhanging and WS mechanisms now can literally hijack our personal and private experiences from us for profit. It's more than time to change that. I feel that it's a scary the proportions that these algorithms are getting really out of hand and especially out of the touch of the users. And as I said in the beginning of this episode, I'm really starting to realize all of the negative effects that this manipulated content have been causing in my life. I'm not willing to accept anymore my life experiences, values, beliefs, memories, connections being exploited as raw material for ridiculously profitable digital products. And the thing that is most concerning to me, as sadly as it is, is that most of the algorithms we have access to today were not entirely and directly programmed by bad people, but in fact by machine learning programs that simply work to find complex patterns in data. They are learning by example that we people label, select, and improve with our decisions. All of this mess is derived from our behavior. Sincerely now, more than ever, it's necessary to publicly debate what are the patterns that we continue to reproduce socially and historically. Do we really support them? And if not, how can we change them? How did they impact us in our personal lives? How have we as a society contributed to the legitimation of all of these abuses of technology? And if we don't stop this now, where is this going to get us? So that's got to be all for today, folks. Take care and try not to let social media consume you from now on. Please let me know what you think about this episode. I'm really curious about what you have to say. So just message me on Instagram or Twitter. Both tagged in the description. And thank you so much again for being here. May you have a beautiful rest of your day and a wonderful week. Lots of love from my heart to yours. Till next time.